Hi there, this is Kate McClanahan, and this is the Sound Advice Podcast. How the actor strike impacts the voiceover industry, part two. The revolution shall not be televised, as Gil Scott Heron famously said. When it comes to the backstory that provoked the dual WGA and SAG after strike, no truer words were spoken. The key details of how and why these two vital creative industry guilds entered into this collective strike hasn't been widely delineated, partly because the AMPTP, the trade association representing major Hollywood studios, are quite literally who own mass media, through which that information would, should, and could be broadcast. Hmm, quite the formidable foe, wouldn't you say? Even with a deal on the table between the AMPTP and the WGA that's projected to be ratified within the week by the writers, the studios won't be sharing with their audiences why they've avoided coming to the table to negotiate with the writers and actors all summer. Frankly, it's been business as usual for the studio heads. They've routinely ignored the needs and demands of the crafters of our collective creative careers and culture for one age-old reason, greed. Now three months into the SAG strike and five months into the WGAs, only in the past week did the AMPTP's negotiators agree to meet with the WGA, other than a brief meeting in a hotel room in mid-August. And while the encouraging, albeit tentative, three-year deal between the WGA and the studios is encouraging, hopefully the same will follow for SAG-AFTRA. We can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional, with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. The WGA's negotiating committee wrote in an email sent to the members Sunday night, 24 September 2023. For more insight into what the writers and actors have been up against, check out this interview video featuring Adam Conover, formerly of Adam Ruins Everything, recorded last month. Obviously, the WGA deal is the most promising outcome the writers and actors could have gotten as we head into the fall. Actors' interests are directly connected to those of the writers. We don't work until their needs are met and vice versa. And while SAG-AFTRA have their own contractual issues that have yet to be addressed by the studios, the AMPTP has continued to drag their feet with radio silence. Until the last couple of days, SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP finally met to negotiate on behalf of the hundreds of thousands of actors across the country. After all, if the producers and actors aren't negotiating, there is no progress. The hope is whatever improvements the writers may have agreed to will positively impact the negotiations with the actors, especially, but not exclusively, when it comes to AI. What does all this have to do with voiceovers and the voiceover industry? Well, all talent rates in America are based on union scale. The lowest base rate offered for the use of your recorded likeness on or off camera, whether you're union or not. And if they aren't, you're being cheated, either by yourself or somebody else. Our rate of pay in voiceover, like most actors, is designated from the top down rather than from the ground up. By that, I mean our collective financial ceiling has stagnated since 2006 or so, largely due to the inevitable transition to streamers, also known as new media, replacing traditional network and cable TV, as well as the onset of pay-to-play, P2P platforms, such as Fiverr and such, where rates continue to plummet by double-digit percentages with each passing year. 
And as if that wasn't enough, corporate greed has taken its toll as well, characteristically never missing an opportunity to gouge. It's been a disheartening race to the bottom. In addition to the continued pay inequities, many budding voice talent today are drawn to the lure of voicing video games, whether that be out of true skill or out of sheer fandom. Yet games are where some of the greatest threats specifically to voiceovers arise through the potential nefarious use of AI, as well as the possibility of endlessly repurposing the performer's likeness on camera or otherwise without compensation exponentially increases. In fact, Marvel's VFX workers themselves are moving to unionize to ensure their unique skills are collectively protected. After all, Marvel is a universe unto itself. Not a bad idea. The video gaming industry amasses more than $40 billion a year, more than the entire film and television industry. And that number is nearly three years old and likely increased in that time. Needless to say, these issues are in part why SAG-AFTRA recently voted to include the video gaming contract to the current strike. A precious few succeed in gaming as it is due to the highly specialized skill set required to perform motion capture without relying on the benefit of additional compensation achieved from live performances at assorted conventions across the country. Assuming, of course, the roles won are worthy of a sustained fan base. Far too many gaming production houses count on voice actors' endless dedication to voice their games primarily as a labor of love rather than as a sustainable living. Like most freelancers, voice actors must consider whether wages have kept pace with productivity. Are you getting paid what you're worth? Has your overhead increased exponentially when it comes to updating and maintaining the tools and skills necessary to remain viable in this field? It appears the current strike defines the difference between gig work and professional grade, perhaps like never before. Seems this strike has become the line in the sand that establishes the massive financial inequity that's transpired across multiple industries in the last 15 years or so, but most certainly ours. The entrance of P2P sites initially offered a viable transition from radio to self-employment for regions of dedicated creatives, at least for a time, and facilitated the transition to freelance employment for potential voice talent and former radio personnel alike. However, talent aren't traditionally skilled at running a business or negotiating viable rates for themselves, mostly out of fear of losing the job. Acting simultaneously as the chef and the restaurateur of your small business are skill sets that don't necessarily suit most, as each require a very specific personality type to succeed. This is in part why, at Actor Sound Advice, we have consistently encouraged voice talent enlist the professional assistance of our industry's greatest advocates, professional talent agents. Proper compensation and simple, reliable industry-wide protections and practices for the creators of our collective culture is at stake and quite literally why these strikes have continued. For the sake of better work practices, wherever and however media evolves. Keep in mind that a good deal, by definition, is only a good deal if it is mutually beneficial to both sides, not predominantly the clients, not predominantly the talent, but for both sides, regardless the business you're in. It's just a simple fact. Though the revolution may not be televised, 
We'll do our best to keep you informed of future progress in resolving the issues with the AMPTP that drove the actors to strike in the first place and how the potential changes will potentially affect the voiceover industry. Fingers crossed. For a little more backstory on the collective writers and actors strike, check out the following articles and videos. Knowledge is power. This is Kate McClanahan. This has been the Sound Advice Podcast. To find out more about voiceover and our process, check out voiceoverinfo.com.